Welcome to Season 3 of Between Two Blue Devils, a podcast about the amazing educators, students, alumni, and citizens of beautiful Talmadge, Ohio. This season is going to be the best season yet as we sit down with people who have incredible stories to share and who are having an impact on our kids, in our community, and in our world. Now be sure to subscribe on whichever podcasting platform you listen to your podcasts on. If you like what you hear, please leave a review and give the podcast a rating. This is how we get the message out about our amazing schools and community. Now, crank up the volume, grab some coffee, kick up your feet, and get ready to be wowed as Season 3 begins. Well, hello, Between Two Blue Devil listeners. I'm super excited to be back with you again for a special Thanksgiving edition of the podcast. And today, I have two very, very special guests. We're kind of taking a pivot away from our normal uh, guest, and we are going with two current Talmadge High School students whom I deeply respect, the two of which have just two incredible stories, and you're going to be wowed. And so without further ado, allow me to introduce to you on my left is Miss Anna Krangle and on my right is Miss Ashton Bell. Hello, ladies. Hi. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for being willing to uh, make your voices heard and stepping in front of this microphone. You know, we've had some technical glitches here, but we've got (laughs) things worked out. So the sound quality might not be uh, what you're used to, but the quality of what's going to be shared is certainly going to be up there. So uh, thank you. So let's let's begin with this. Again, just reintroduce who you are and tell us what year you are here at the high school. Um, I'm Anna Krangle and I'm a senior currently and I'm 17. Yeah. I'm Ashton Bell. I'm a senior and I'm 18. So you're both seniors entering into almost the second semester of your senior year. How's that feel? I'm ready. I am not ready <laughs> at all. I love high school. I don't know what the second semester is going to hold, but it's closer to college. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so well, let's begin with you, Ashton. You said you're ready to be yes. done with school or? Um, as of now, yes, but I think as the year goes on, I'll probably be a little more sentimental, but as of now, I'm ready to move on with life. Yeah, second semester always gets a little sentimental, especially when the senior activities all begin. For sure. And you're like, oh my goodness, I can see the writing on the wall. (laughs) What is it that you want to do uh, in the next chapter of your life? Um, I plan to attend college. I haven't narrowed down my exact choice yet, but I plan to major in business administration with a minor in management. Oh, nice. Um, I plan on either attending Cleveland State or Malone to major in political science to hopefully become a lawyer and go to law school. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, So, well, what inspired you to pursue those two paths? Um, Well, I hope to become an adoption lawyer, and that's because my best friend um, is from, she's from Mexico, and she was adopted when she was, like, two months old, and it completely changed her life, and she changed my life. So, I mean, without the people that made that happen, she wouldn't have influenced me and it just seems like a really good path that's awesome that's awesome Ashton how about you well my path isn't as sentimental as honest (laughs) I think just growing up my dad um, works a lot in business and I think just growing up around him I really enjoyed the business aspect of it and 
all the meetings and being in charge and whatnot. Okay, very good. It's always interesting to hear what influences people to want to pursue the path that they're going to head down. Uh, and you know what? You may finish that path or you may find a different one. Find a different one. You never know. When you enter into college, all kinds of amazing things amazing things happen. So speaking of path, both of you have had an interesting path here to your senior year. Uh, and I know that you have both dealt with an interesting, um, interesting events throughout your life. And, and that's really what I'm excited to share with our audience. And Anna, why don't we begin with you? Uh, let's, let's start with your path. What got you to Talmadge High School? Um, well, from kindergarten to ninth grade, or yeah, ninth grade, I went to Cuyahoga Falls. Um, right across town, I guess. And I loved it there. I was super excited um, to keep going there through our high school. And then about halfway through my freshman year, we had to move because um, there were some problems with my house. And the entire time we were looking for a house in falls, in the falls, and I was just devastated when we couldn't find one. Um, and I was so scared coming to Talmadge. Like I, it was, I was not happy. And looking back, I it was the best decision that I ever made to like be happy that I was coming here and actually like take it all in instead of like pushing the new school away and everything like that. I mean, as soon as I came here, like one thing after another just like kept happening and it changed the whole trajectory of my life. So hmm. I'm so glad I moved. Were you angry with your parents when you first moved? Oh yeah, 100%. I, I remember one time my mom went down to Richie's and bought me a Talmadge cross country <laughs> shirt. <laughs> and I was like, mom, I'm not wearing that. I'm not Talmadge, I'm Kaiga Falls. I like kept all of my stuff. And I was like, I'm not supporting this at all. I'm still, I'm still a black tiger at heart. And then, yeah, eventually I was, eventually when I started actually like over the summer, I met my cross country team and I was like, this, this feels a lot better than Kaiga Falls. Like it, I fit here. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize how much I didn't fit at the falls and I was like, of faking it but it's okay yeah well you were you know going into your ninth grade year i think in middle school <laughs> we, all, we all do a little bit of faking don't we a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> At least. so that's so funny because i didn't realize that you were that adamantly opposed to becoming a blue devil because when i see you now you're, you're like talmage through and through oh yeah i mean you are sort of like the one of the key voices here uh, uh, in Talmadge. So that's really interesting. You know, um, I've been talking to quite a few students who have been struggling with current situations and how they're just not real happy with where they're at. And, you know, we've been talking about weathering storms. You know, storms come into our life, and when you're in the midst of it, you're not aware of what the lesson is going to be or what what the the fruit or the the outgrowth is going to be on the other side what what can you what advice can you offer to your fellow students or even some of your listeners who are dealing with life issues and say okay you're in the midst of a storm now here's how you got through that storm of coming to a new school and wanting to fit in and not having friends what any advice on how we can kind of survive these storms well i'm gonna say probably take yourself out of the equation Take everything you've ever learned, ever known out of the equation and just look at the picture, the big picture, for how it really is. Like, I was so scared coming to Talmadge, obviously, but I took myself out of the equation of, like, the friends I had before and I thought that I wasn't going to like Talmadge. I took myself out and I was like, is this really that big of a deal? Like, it's a better school, like, I'm going to have more opportunities, but 
in that moment I was like I don't I don't care like I mm-hmm. wanted to stay at Falls just take yourself out of the equation and look at the big picture because if we can see the big picture we can figure out the path to get through it so <laughs> that's just like yeah. that's, that's profound I'm sitting here having a 17 slash 18 year old <laughs> teach me here that is some that's some deep wisdom that I've got to remember uh, for myself taking yourself out of the equation and then, you know, looking for things that, you know, the, the pros and cons, things to be grateful for, right? Mm-hmm. Such great advice. What's been the hardest adjustment that you've had to make coming to Talmadge? Hardest adjustment? Um, probably the most baseline thing is probably the actual school, like my actual education. Um, the way that Kaga Falls is versus the way that Talmadge is, um, there's a lot more support here and there's a lot more like focus on the actual education and I didn't realize coming here that I would have to work a lot harder than I did at Falls to be good at things and it took me a while so yeah just like the actual like classes like that's like just the biggest thing yeah when you when you look at different schools and you look at different the different types of culture that exist and mm-hmm. you know Kaga Falls I grew up in Calgo Falls. Calgo Falls is a much larger school. Mm-hmm. They have a much larger student body. And so naturally there's going to be things that Calgo Falls or Talmadge will deal with, uh, would deal with differently. But um, yeah. it sounds like you've made that adjustment pretty, pretty well because you're a very, very much a respected student here. Yeah, it took me a while, but I, I took myself out of the equation and seemed to get through it. So talk to me about your love and your passion uh, for running cross country. Okay, it's my favorite part of the podcast. Okay, um, so I started running when I was third grade um, because I kept chasing people around the playground when I was in elementary school. Uh, fast forward to <laughs> high school. When I first started, I was a terrible runner. I ran it in the 25 minutes, and for girls, that is absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, not good. And then the first year that I moved here, I went to states with my cross-country team, Talmadge, and we ended up third in the state. And Um, At the time, I still wasn't, like, I was on the team, but I wasn't passionate. I mean, I was on varsity, I was good, but I wasn't, like, as passionate about running that I am now. Um, But as we went through COVID when I was a sophomore, um, I mean, everything was taken away pretty much. I mean, Mm -hmm. I didn't have school, I didn't have friends, I didn't have my team. And although I didn't have my cross-country team, I still had running. And um, through that, I mean, that's what really... I don't know it's like it's the one thing that got me through everything in my life starting at high school like when there's a problem run like hmm. when it, even when I'm happy run I mean it's just it's my outlet but it's also like when I celebrate I run like it's just a lot of people it's like a physical thing but for me it's an emotional thing hmm. like I never feel better than when I'm running so wow. I mean I want to do that in college and I've gotten a lot of our offers and I'm so excited to pursue college athletics but baseline even if I wasn't a college athlete or I wasn't a state qualifier or even if I didn't have my team running is just always going to be my thing mm-hmm. it's uh you know when I sit here and I hear your passion about running I think about a previous guest that we've had on the podcast Mrs. McCordy right and I know she spoke at FCA a couple weeks ago and I know you had to have had a connection with her where she talked about the same thing, you know, now uh, as a teacher, um, that's her outlet. She gets to go and it's kind of how she did, it's self-care for her, mm-hmm. right? And there's no better way of dealing with all that COVID 
has done to your, you know, your time in school uh, and to the rest of us and finding a good, healthy outlet like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty awesome. And so you want to run at the next level? I do, very much so. I'm just scared that it's not going to be like Talmadge. I feel like there's gonna be a lot more pressure, even though there's like a little bit of pressure here, but I'm excited. Well, our cross country program has quite the legacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what is it about our coaches in the program that you love the most? Um, it doesn't feel like a team, and I, this sounds so cliche. It really is a family. We have one male coach, one female coach, and it's definitely like they're our parents. Like, not just during cross country season, but all the time. Like, I see my coach in the hallway, and he treats me like I'm his daughter. And it's like, it really is like a family. Um, even like with the girls and the boys team, like, we have such a connection because we've seen each other tired and pretty much broken and on the edge of a lot of mental things that, I mean, no one else can really understand but our runner friends mm-hmm. and family and stuff. So it's, it's just so much different. It's nice to have people to walk shoulder to shoulder with, or excuse me, to run shoulder <laughs> to shoulder with you. Yeah, <laughs> throughout, throughout life. I know you guys, you are amazing. I, I have a, quite a few cross-country runners in my fourth block here coming up and seeing you guys out running when it's snowing and it's raining and it's sunny and it's sleet, uh, it, no matter what weather it is, and you're running in shorts and a t-shirt, <laughs> you're running through mud. Uh, last night I walked into the weight room and Kara had just ran with Joey. Uh, Joey's really fast and Kara kept trying to keep up with them and came in covered in mud and, and all of that. It was just, it was funny to see that bond, that connection and other people helping each other grow and get better at what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's, that's really neat. Thanks for sharing your story. Of course. Well, you know, Ashton, you've had quite the adventure here in high school as well. Yeah. And um, so how, Tell us, first of all, how long have you lived in Talmadge? I've lived in Talmadge my entire life. Your entire life? Yes. So you've gone from kindergarten all the way through 12th here in Talmadge. Yep, that's right. And so what's been your, what's what's your favorite thing about Talmadge? I think just the friendships you form because Talmadge is a little bit of a smaller school for our area. So just compared to other school districts, the friendships that you have, I'd say most of us have grown up together since kindergarten. So just being able to kind of grow up together is my favorite part. Hmm. It's one of the things as kind of an outsider when we moved into Talmadge, uh, one of the things that I love so much about it, you know, so many teachers here were students, Yeah. you know, and so many other families in the area, their kids that are part of the sports programs that I've been with and all that, they, they have that, that bond, that connection, that small town connection, uh, and they, they come back, people come back all the time. And they love to live here. So what, what has high school been like for you? Um, high school's been a little bit less typical for me than a normal student. Um, I actually went into cardiac arrest my freshman year. And so that was difficult coming into a new school with all these big seniors walking around the halls. <laughs> and then this little freshman goes into cardiac arrest. So I definitely made a name for myself my <laughs> freshman year. Um, that's one way to put it. But I feel like my high school experience has been pretty normal after that. Um, you know, heart attack, COVID, quarantine, pandemic, all those, yeah, that well, whole... <laughs> retrospect, normal compared to what everyone else has gone through. So. <laughs> yeah, so you know what? Um, I remember when you had your, your heart attack, and uh, I remember how traumatic that was. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted you to share your story, because... 
just the way that you've rebounded from that and how you have lived a courageous life. Like it, it would be very easy for someone to live in fear after experiencing, having a near death experience like you had. Yeah. Um, and yet you haven't, you've embraced life and you embrace challenges and you're maximizing your time as a senior. Talk to me about how you've been able to do that. So I think one of the major things, first off, um, cardiac arrest is different than heart attack. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, I think I don't necessarily have time to worry about everything because I'm the type of person that if my mind is set on something, that's all I'm going to think about and I'm just going to fixate on it. So I think being able to, kind of going back to what Anna said earlier, remove myself from the picture. Um, while my health is something that's very important to me, it doesn't control my life. Mm. So I think just remaining involved with my friends and in my church and with my family has definitely been helpful. I mean, I've been able to accomplish a lot of things that many people don't, and I wouldn't give my heart disease any credit for that. I just think that it's kind of given me an outlet where I kind of have a step up because I already have my story out there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a little bit easier because I can understand a little bit more struggles that people go through our age. Yeah, wow. So what advice would you give to a student who ne doesn't necessarily have a heart condition, but maybe it's kind of a heart condition, like a different one, right? Yeah. Where they're kind of lost and they're, they're searching and they're struggling. Um, what kind of advice would you give? You, you talked about how you kind of separate yourself from the story, but For sure. talk to me about those moments when, when those feelings kind of creep in and you think, okay, this is unfair, life is unfair. How do you battle that? Um, there's definitely more moments of feeling unfair or defeated than there are happy, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I do think being able to remind myself of the life that I have, I mean, I was given a second chance at life. I'm Scientifically, there's no reason I should still be here. And I think that's one thing that I've kind of carried with me. While that sounds absolutely terrifying, don't get me wrong, it is. But at the same time, I kind of look at it as a positive aspect because I'm still here for a reason mm -hmm. and I still have a story to fulfill. And that's something that I think everyone does, whether it be a cardiac arrest or not, we all have a purpose and we're all going to be tested at some points. And I just think my cardiac arrest was, the, was my testing point. So I would just say continue what you're doing and try to find the good things in life because it's going to be difficult, but there's always good throughout the bad. I remember that day quite vividly because I was down there and um, and I've never seen anything quite like um, CPR being administered on a real person. Yeah. And um, It's a little morbid if you think about it. It's, it's very morbid. Yeah. It's not like the dummy that I practiced on no, and get my CPR. It's nothing like that. It's not like the TV shows. Mm -mm. And I, I remember, you know, things were aligned perfectly. There's truly some divine intervention in place. For sure. Um, when we look at what took place and uh, had certain people not been where they were at, you might not have survived. And, Definitely. Uh, and so I, I walked away from there having such deep admiration when I saw you first return to school. That was a very powerful moment. I know it took a tremendous amount of courage. Uh, yeah. And I know you had to have felt uncomfortable being a freshman. Yes. And uh, how long after that did you return to school? Um, I 
was out for probably about three or four weeks, so actually, you know what, probably a little more than that, um, but not long. I mean, I probably, and looking back, I probably should have stayed home, not for my physical health, but just for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I kind of jumped right back into school, so I didn't really have time to process this huge life or death situation that I was put into at 14. Mm-hmm. So I think just going back to school, it was definitely helpful, but at the same time, I think I should have taken a little more time for myself. Hmm. What has been, what has been your, I don't want to say biggest disappointment, but what has been your biggest struggle since you've, since you've had that, there are things that you can and cannot do is what has been your biggest struggle? I would say, um, while I do have physical Um, restrictions my biggest struggle would be my mental restrictions I mean there's times where I could have a panic attack and then I would instantly make it 10 times worse because that would be the same symptoms as going into a cardiac arrest Hmm. so I think my biggest struggle is just my mental health honestly sure is there something that you do to try to calm yourself down or um my family are my biggest like they're my biggest supporters I think just spending time with family and kind of reminding myself that the bigger picture doesn't necessarily involve me and while it is my life it's not it's not everyone else's life and it's not my life will have an impact on those around me but it's not the end of the world if something happens and I think that's something that I've kind of learned over the years Hmm. the other morning when you and your mother shared um at, at FCA, there were two things that, well, there are a lot of things I took away <laughs> from your conversation, but there were, there are two things I'm going to share now. One was the calming presence that both you and your mother have. And I know that that's just an uncommon presence to have when you're a senior in high school. And I know there's some deliberate choice behind that because yeah. of, um, you know, what you've, the, the trauma you've been through. sure but it was very it was very powerful and then the second thing that really jumped out at me which our listeners are picking up on right now is how soft-spoken and yet powerful your voice is thank you your story is incredible both of you are uh, amazing and um, I'm so thankful that you both took time to share Uh, Because there are people out there, no matter, I mean, again, if we take the experiences that two of you are going through and you're living through and what you are sharing and we separate our current situation from it, you can be almost 50 like me and be a teacher in the real world. And there's so much application of what you're both saying in my own life. You're teaching me and, and I'm getting better because of you two and your wisdom. So thank you for sharing that. Um, let's let's lighten things up here a little bit, yeah. Shall we? Just a little bit. We just got deep here for a moment, you know. And I'm just uh, I'm just in, just in awe of the two of you. If you were stranded on an island for the rest of your life, what book would you take? Or we can reshape it, and we can just say, is there a book that you would recommend to our listeners that's had a huge impact on you? Any book? I should go first. You're more of a reader. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um, right now, I'm actually reading Live in Love. It's by Lauren Aikens. That's Thomas Rhett's wife. Oh, okay. Um, it started off just because I absolutely love him, but I saw she put out a book, and I definitely recommend reading that because she has a very impactful story, um, the both of them do. And I think it's just 
a good lighthearted read for if you are having trouble navigating life. I mean, she talks about everything from being a missionary to being the wife of this huge country singer. And I think it's a really cool story that they have to share. So I would definitely recommend that book. I'm very curious about that because um, I don't know if you ever heard of the, the artist Ryan Stevenson. And you probably would know some of his music, but he has a podcast and he just interviewed Thomas Red on it. Oh, and so I heard his side of the, you know, his yeah. story. And, uh, and so I'm very curious about uh, what his wife's perspective is on yeah. it. That's a great suggestion. Well, I'm going to be, I'm not much of a reader. So I'm going to go with the book that solves everything. I would take my Bible. Yeah. Like it, it holds everything I'll ever need. So why not? Yeah, just, uh, I mean, I don't, you could study it for years and still not, you know, grasp the wisdom and the, and the, the significance of it. Yeah. Very good. How about this? Do you have a life mantra or a quote that you, you live by? I don't necessarily think I have a quote. Um, I think whenever I'm struggling with something, my first instinct is to give it to God. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's my number one thing, okay. no matter what I'm going through, whether it be good or bad. Yeah. Mine's kind of the same thing. It's walk by faith, not by sight. So, I mean, even if I don't believe what's going on in my life, and maybe if it's not going the way I want to, I just keep going. Wow. Because I know I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the one writing my story, so I'm just living it. So this is, uh, I, as I hear you guys, you, you talk about your story and you share your story, it's clearly evident that faith just plays a huge role in your life, huh? Definitely. 100%. Okay, wow. Yeah. Always. Well, that, that's awesome. It's, good. it's just neat to hear that and to hear how embedded your faith has been in, in the decision-making and the choices you make throughout the day mm-hmm. and for the future and then how you deal with, with the adversities of life. I think that in both me and Ashton's life, I mean, we both had a lot of changes and hardships and that's the one constant that we can both go back to not just for For us but for millions of people so yeah wow thanks for sharing that so before we um before you know usually i ask my my guests to pass on advice to um, our younger listeners Mm -hmm. here you are you're two seniors (laughs) okay so um what advice, if this room were full of a bunch of freshmen and sophomores, if they were full of the, the younger Anna or the younger Ashton, what advice would you share with them? I, I mean, if you could find something different than all the, the <laughs> yeah. wealth of wisdom you've already shared. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I kind of still feel like a freshman, but that's okay. Um, I would probably say, I don't know if Ashton want to go first. I would probably say not everything that you do is gonna matter as much as you think it does like not every assignment is like 100% you have to get it done or you're gonna fail take time to actually enjoy your life because this really is the easiest not easiest but the most fun time in our lives mm. and that's something that I kind of skipped over I mean I was always obsessing over do this in cross country do this in school find a job like fill up all of your time and for me, that took away a lot of my actual high school experience. So for them, I would say have as much of those as you can while still staying focused. Okay. Yeah. Great advice. I think more on a um, philosophical level, probably, um, I don't know, probably just stay yourself. And I know that just sounds very cliche, but I feel like myself and probably Anna included after moving schools, 
you try to fit in with a certain crowd and once you get to a certain point you'll really discover who your true friends are and it may not seem like much but at least in my opinion having one or two close friends that you can go to for anything is better than just having a bunch of semi-friends I guess hmm. yeah and I think something else that I would definitely advise to younger students would be really enjoy your time because it does go fast and while I'm ready to move on to college I know I'm definitely going to miss this stage of my life mm -hmm. and I do wish I would have taken more time to kind of soak it all in. <laughs> so it's interesting um, again you're advising younger kids but this wisdom is applicable no matter what stage That's we are sure. in. So you know I know I guarantee that people who are listening to this podcast are equally wowed as I am uh, of the two of you. Uh, you two are amazing young women. You're amazing Talmadge Blue Devils. Uh, if anybody wants to hear your voice some more, do you happen to have, um, you know, maybe a podcast out there that people might want to listen to or subscribe to? Well, it's funny you mention that. <laughs> Very funny. Um, we are actually the host of the Devil's Tales. Um, we're both members of the Devil's Tales staff. We're both editors, and every week we interview a student. Um, kind of like you do, you do with teachers and past students. We interview students to hear their stories. Um, and I, this is actually our second season, and we're so excited to keep it going. And so if, if someone were to subscribe and they chose not to look in the show notes where I'll put a hyperlink to your podcast, <laughs> where can they find your podcast? Our podcast can be found on Spotify, um, Apple Music, and Anchor. Anchor. Mm -hmm. Okay, the yes. big three. Yes. The big of three. Course. Well, ladies, I want to thank you for you know, sacrificing your time and your busy day on the eve of your Thanksgiving break <laughs> to, to spend time with us. Um, Listeners, I hope that before Thanksgiving, if you listen to this or after Thanksgiving, when you catch this episode, that you take a moment and think about all that you're grateful for. Uh, I am certainly grateful that you have honored me with the time to listen to this podcast and to share this podcast. Uh, and I'm especially grateful and thankful for these two incredible young women who have had an impact on my life. I know they're impacting yours now. Uh, and what a, what a privilege it is to share their voice and their story with you. We'll catch you on the next episode. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoyed our interview today. Be sure to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you are listening on. And also feel free to follow me on Instagram at, at Mr. Horner the Teacher or on Twitter at THS Mr. Underscore Horner for podcast updates, blog updates, and more information about our guests. If you liked what you heard, I would appreciate if you give us a review and share the episode. Help me get the message out about how incredible our community is and how awesome our teachers are. If you haven't, make sure you go back and listen to past interviews. There are a lot of amazing people that we've had the privilege of interviewing. Until next time, go Blue Devils.